Happy Friday, my lovelies. My name is Ravi, and I'm so happy to be sitting here with my awesome, cool brother, Krishna, and the other one, he who shall not be named. We are talking about Lovecraft Country, Star Trek Lower Decks, and Doctor Strange slash Spider-Man news. But first, I just want to reemphasize how cool Krishna is. He is the best. His shiny bald head is the center of the unknown universe. Wow, Abby, it tells how you really feel. Jeez. Wow, you're, you're really feeling bad about yourself today, huh? You need I am. You need the boost. I will say I did say uh, I did change one thing. What? Um, your last sentence, I, I changed it from known universe yeah. to unknown universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, Much I, better. I thought about putting in known and unknown, but I didn't want to be too facetious, but you, you did it for me. So it's well, I just put unknown. Anyway, Arjun is also here. He's oh, the, yeah. He that who guy. shall not be named. Hello. You're Voldemort. I mean, I've been reading a lot of Harry Potter, so why you're yeah. Harry Potter is old, that is a children's one. story. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not even for our target demo anymore. Like our target demo will be like, what's Harry Potter? Really? I don't know. I don't even know what our target demo. Is. <laughs> I don't. I don't think we we uh, <laughs> we know what we're doing. <laughs> no, we don't. No, we do not. Anyway, we've got a couple of things to get into. Yeah. I think we should get through or start with the uh, the first thing that is the most interesting because I just watched it recently. <laughs> So it's top of the mind. Mm. Star Trek Lower Decks final, not final, season finale. Season finale. <laughs> no, finale. Finale. Sub Commander, you are very pretty. What that's a that? Star Trek reference. That is. That's uh, Commander, not Commander Tucker. Or, yeah. It's the uh, other one. Uh, the other guy who says that in is the, it Tucker? Malcolm? Yeah, who says that in the uh, in you know the traditional Star Trek episode where everyone becomes horny. <laughs> That's the one thing. Another Star Tre- another Trek trope. Another Trek trope right there. Anyway, the season finale of probably the greatest, oh. <laughs> the greatest. Hold on, first season of a Star Trek series. It's not even close oh. ever. It's not even close. There is no better first season out there. Wasn't the Archer one good in your guys' opinion? No. The second and third seasons were much better. Yeah, the oh, first okay. season but, was but hot. But Star Trek, Star Trek traditionally, it just takes a more a full season to really find its footing. And though it, isn't Discovery, I know it's not at this table, but then a lot of people liked the first season of Discovery. It was really up and down, but a lot of people were down on it. Mm. Season two started off a lot better, and then that kind of fizzled. And now season three is kind of make or break, I feel like, for that show. You think so? Yeah. Isn't that show almost done soon? Like, I Discovery? thought it was limited. No, I don't think so. I, th- I think, I don't think it's going to go like 10 seasons. But I'm not making that bet. I, uh, <laughs> I, I take I, the money. I think it probably goes like five, six seasons, maybe. But who knows? They have so many spinoffs, they might start shutting some of these down. And TV they probably had, should. And TV has gone to shorter formats at this point. You know, like most most shows don't make it. You know, a good show makes it to four or five seasons now, not nine, ten seasons anymore. Yeah. I I, uh, I enjoy the uh, shorter formats myself because I have a sh- small attention to and it. you don't let it and you don't let it fizzle a small know? brain and a lot of shows they change things up after four or five seasons and then it's just not good <coughs> office or the same <coughs> show so anyway the season <laughs> finale of Lower Decks what did we think this initial impressions right off the bat they made it quite epic it was, was it uh, was uh, it was epic it was the first <laughs> space battle I can remember this season. 
Yes. Or the, the first one where it should be. Well, they had the holodeck in. space battle. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, the you know, the real, in the real world. They also show death. I mean, the episode begins <laughs> couple, with a whole a couple of crew. Deaths. A whole crew dying. Yeah. And I was like, wait, they just killed those people? <gasps> Even and they're animated characters. And they killed off the best character anyway. Yeah, they killed off the one of the officers. No, uh, Badgie. The they killed off Badgie. Badgie, I mean, Badgie's a program. Yeah. So Badgie could come back easily. You're saying he lived. He's a zombie uh, program now. I like that. All I'm saying like is Badgie uh, could have transferred himself to Rutherford's implant that was ripped off on the ship. And but didn't it using, blow up techno- using technology, he could then transmit into Rutherford's brain because science. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the Lower Decks movie, so you have to explain it better. You can't I, just say science. I don't have to explain it. It's not just a Star Trek show. It's also an animated show. So they can literally do whatever they want. Yeah. Uh, a couple of fun things right off of Chris's first point about, you know, big space battles and then Arjuna's point on, you know, an actual ship being destroyed. We don't usually see a lot of full-blown starships being destroyed. Uh, I wanted to bring this up because there's a crap ton for like a 20-minute episode. Uh, mm-hmm. I counted something like 10 to 12 different Easter eggs. But the one that sticks out here is there's a comment about Wolf... Wolf? No, no, Wolf. Wolf. Uh, da, 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 Wait, da. Wolfie? Julian Schwab? No, no, no. <laughs> Basically, it's about um, Picard and being a Borg and how um, the most Federation starships being destroyed was under the, uh, at the hands of Picard as a Borg. And the joke is that Wolf, uh, was it 539, which is a battle, was an inside job. Oh, okay. Which is kind of a funny joke because Picard, who was Star, you know, Starfleet, mm. was turned Borg. That's interesting because so, uh, I, I heard I that and I was like, there's definitely a reference here that I don't get. There's uh, a ton of gonna, references. I was going to ask Ravi. I was like, what is Wolf? Whatever it was. The, and also, what's Beta 3? And there's, there's a lot. There's a lot. The that last lot. few weeks, they really leaned into referencing yeah. the whole show. Like, there's the. Uh, the TOS, which is like... I that call was it, the best one. I call it TOS. I, I got Why it. TOS? Because the TOS... The old the, science? The old science. Like, oh, no, no. The original science? The, I think that's what like he called that. it. Yeah, yeah, which is funny because obviously it's standing... It's it, no, the original series. Yeah. Um, that was a funny one. T- the TOS, you said? Yeah. yeah. Uh, obviously the Titan one. You know, they've referenced Titan all season. We know that... Um, Riker. Riker and Troy were on the Titan at, or transferred to the Titan at the end of Nemesis. Uh, then they even did the Archer one, where where technically <coughs> the very end of this episode takes place at the same time as the series finale of Enterprise, because the series finale of Enterprise is Riker and Deanna Troy on a holodeck reliving Enterprise. And so, ahead. so not to be an uber nerd here, it's not. It, they're just showing a reference that Riker loves Archer. Mm. The end, the series finale of uh, Enterprise. It's actually just before it's, it's just before an episode of Next Generation where Riker has to make a choice about his weird clone brother thing, or this other, either that or the sh- some ship that he abandoned, and he needed advice. So he went and followed and saw what Archer did during uh, the season finale. They were just playing upon the idea that Riker really likes Archer for <laughs> some fucked up reason. Yeah, it's funny. They made Riker really weird. It's great. I don't remember him being quite so strange. Well, it's because it's and that's the one I want to bring yeah. up. It's like you look at Riker. We've seen Riker in the Next Generation series. We've seen Riker in all these movies. We've seen Riker, old man Riker in Picard, and now we're getting like and Enterprise at, and Enterprise, mm-hmm. and now we're which is fat, fat Riker. Yeah, like he was <laughs> so fat. 
Wow. I'm so thankful he's like he's. Right, I mean, maybe he's an old. He's an older man at that point. Like I understand. You know what I'm saying? Right, but he's in his fifties. Either, either way, now he's in his seventies. Yeah, but if you uh, saw him in Picard, he looked great. Like I haven't I actually still haven't watched Picard. Oh, he's great. He looks healthy. He looks old as great. fuck in the stills I've seen. Either way, well, he is old. He is That's old, as you just said. <laughs> yes. Either way, now we get to see an animated version of Riker, and it, I think it leans into like everyone's. Um, happiness and optimism and just overall joy right and we see that with this Riker like being all bubbly grabbing everyone everyone's his friend and Klingon whatever that Tai Chi I tai, not Tai Chi what was it he called uh, Mariners something which is supposed to basically be like w- like warrior servant or something oh okay I missed that one yeah there's another reference yeah so I mean yeah there was there's just so there's just so many references in this thing. There it was a lot. It was a lot, and it was great. And they also used another classic Trek trope of bigger starship coming in to save the uh, not just bigger. smaller starship at the end of the day, like a a zombie, a, a zombie ship. Like it has like what thirty six different ships. With no, 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 no. The the, tro- <laughs> the trope of the Titan. Oh, the, the Titan. Like oh, you know, I see, I see. you know, because remember the joke is Federation being. Um, you know, they're supposed to be explorers, but they, they have these massive warships, warships like the Titan. Um, yeah, the Titan so is not a great. ship for exploration. It is built oh, for warship. one thing. To destroy everything. And just to go in and annihilate everything. Yeah. So. Which, ex- which explains why it was so OP. Yeah, it was That's great. It say. was, I think it's a great way to end it. And then also just ending on that, cl- like, not like a cliffhanger, but the fact that, you know, uh, Boim- Boimler... Mm. moves to the Titan, mm. does, you know, miss that he <laughs> sees Mariner as a friend. Yeah. And then, you know, in the next in- instance is like, boom, I'm out of here. I'm on the Titan. Yeah. Which, th- you know, they foreshadowed. They He talked about his love of the Titan all season long. long and so it, it was kind of rewarding for the Titan to come in. And then he also gets that dream job. Mm-hmm. The showrunner has confirmed that um, the voice actor, the actors for um, both Riker and Troy will appear in, at least one, if not more, episodes of season two. Hmm. So it's not like they're just going to undo the whole Titan thing. Like he gets demoted, like, right? First season you know. episode. Or so it, it might, it might, it might either be a, a couple episode arc, or maybe a full season. Who knows? Maybe this is like uh, Jim in season three of The Office, where he's in a <laughs> half a office. season. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. Um, so I think that's interesting. I think that's cool. Uh, I like that there are consequences in this finale, right? Um, you know, one of the biggest criticisms of animated shows is everything stays the same. Everything, everything resets. Uh, Simpsons, Family Guy, all those types. South Rick Park. and Morty is not. Rick and Morty it's, does not. It's, uh, it's the exception, probably. Uh, right. Even though they've started to play around with resetting stuff and, and all that type of stuff. But, you know, they really lean into consequences. You know, Boimler moves ship. Um, Rutherford loses his implant and basically loses his entire memory. Uh, one of the, uh, I forget the crew, the, the um, bridge officer who dies in the episode. Uh, uh, that would be Shax. Shax, right. Um, He's with the prophets now? <laughs> yeah, what is that, what is that reference? Like, is that like his uh, What's his species again? Oh, this is going to make me annoyed. I, I, you, the one, yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember off the top of my head. But Keep talking. It's just, another, it. it's just another great uh, He's with the joke. prophets now. <laughs> well, like, like fighting? Like uh, ripping someone's arms off? Bajoran. They're Bajorans. That's right. So Bajorans. So they're, they're, the Bajorans are kind of introduced in uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine with the Cisco. Uh, they believe, a subsect of them believe that wormholes are from created by these like 
gods, these prophets or whatever. <laughs> and they're supposed to be, for the most part, like a peaceful race. But the Kardashians, yeah, the Bajorans, but the Kardashians, Kardashians, not Kardashians. The, the Kardashians. The Kardashians. Holy. You know their show is ending. Yes, thank God. The Kardashians <laughs> come in and kind of screw things up and they turn to like terrorism for all intents and purposes, to kind of fight back. So Shax's character is quite interesting because he's clearly, like, really into, like, fighting and being, uh, like, a war monk. Not a war monk, like, a, a fighter, essentially. And and I thought it was pretty funny, that the the fact that, like, his his uh, his death and everything, what they say is, like, oh, yeah, he'll be with the prophets. And, like, the send-off was very kind of like Star Trek um, two Wrath of Khan with Spock dying and the send-off. So that's interesting. It'd be curious to see if Shax comes back or if he's going to be... Because within Bergeron culture, when you become part of like, the prophets, you can kind of... To a degree, it's kind of like being a force ghost in Star Wars where you can kind of interact with the real living world again. So it would be <laughs> interesting if he pops back up. Oh, I mean, that like absolutely a, will. Uh, that's absolutely. great. And it's that's also great. because he's like this like this like this you know buff, angry warrior like guy who likes to fight. So, correct me if I'm wrong, like... Are they saying that the kind of Bajorians that would come back like that would be like peaceful and kumbaya? I would imagine it would be like Anubis in Stargate when he tried to <laughs> ascend and got stuck halfway. It is very and then turned and, and, and then and then grouped all of the um, I forget what they're called. Wow, how do you go back and rewatch Stargate? Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I'll see you guys. Oh, speaking of Stargate, real quick, uh, Jason Momoa has a show on Apple TV Plus called uh, C, I believe. Right? Yeah, Ravi loved it. Uh, anyway, first five episodes. Anyway, uh, for season two, it's been confirmed that one of his old buddies from Stargate Atlantis will be co-starring Joe Flanagan, the lead of Stargate Atlantis, having a little mini Stargate Atlantis reunion. Wait, what? I show. met Joe Flanagan when I used to work at the Apple store. Is he like a drunk? He is an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he looks like an asshole. He oh, that is guy. an ass. So old. I'm I mean, glad I'm not watching that stupid show anymore. <laughs> Yeah, but him and Jason Momoa are clearly friends. That's not true. Jason Momoa is friends with everybody. Yeah, it's true. I feel like. It's if true. you can't be friends with Jason Momoa, then the problem is you. Yeah, that, that's probably accurate. Well, let's bring it back to Star Trek Lower Decks. Uh, before we go around and ask that age-old question, uh, anything that we're looking, that we want to see mm. in Season 2 that we didn't get enough of or didn't see in Season 1? Any Star Trek tropes that we want? I definitely have one, but I'll let you guys go first. It's got to be time travel. Right? Damn it! That that's, was what I was going to say. That's got to be the one. I mean, yeah. that's, no. that's that's a Star Trek trope no, that's in every no. single show. We didn't get a horny episode this season. I want to see a horny episode. <laughs> okay, horny. Uh, actually, I want to call out uh, one of our comments. Actually, you know what's from, worse? Uh, Hold on. You saying that with your weird fucking mustache. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. I had to be done, though. Uh, uh, how about a horny episode with time travel? Oh, God. You're just trying. Yeah, it's called Dark. <laughs> yes. On Netflix. That, that is at horny time travel. Yeah, that's about <laughs> as dark as it gets. Um, I'm going to call out a comment, actually, from a good friend of the pod, Michael. Uh, he basically said, um, I can't see that on that screen. So. Uh, Basically, with Boimler moving, right, to the Titan, it's a good way to now have a larger pool of characters, views, expands the world of the show beyond the Cerritos, which will make the next season not feel stale. And I think that's, like, hit the nail on the head. We can have more funny interactions. We can get a whole different crew. Um, so I'm looking forward to Boimler being Boimler, but with a whole different set of characters. And I think it's going to affect Mariner 
hardcore that she, you know, doesn't have Boimler to, you know, pick on. And then we'll remember at the end of the episode, they were talking about some Klingon outpost that they have to go to. And Boimler was talking about a bar there Mm. that he's already experienced with time travel. No, (laughs) with uh, Mariner. So I think Boimler's already changed as a character where he's a little bit more Mariner in the sense that he. I think he's not going to be by the rules as much. Right. Because the entire episode was basically, you know... To get some stuff done, you got to break some rules. Yeah, if I was the Star Trek uber nerd that I've always wished that I could be, I would list every single Federation rule that they broke in that episode. But I hate reading, so I can't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the other other thing is, too, you even see at the beginning of the episode, right? He's helping Mariner out, you know, giving the supplies... To on the planet, right? Um, so he definitely has changed. I mean, part of me being a cynic, but it's still, but still within his character, he's doing it to like impress get, people, get get like brownie points, right? And that's and I think that's exactly what daughter. he's doing on the Titan, sure. And so he's probably you know, if I have to project how season two is going to go, he's going to break one too many rules on the Titan, get demoted <laughs> back, back to, to the Earth. But that's yeah. tricky because Riker himself, and I guess this would be this is. Potential work can make season two really more interesting because we may get to see Riker as a captain. Because as a you know, as a first to Picard, Riker was consistently like saying <laughs> to the Federation <laughs> and like breaking every rule under the sun. Like he would he you could argue he was one of the OG or maybe the next OG bad boy to like Kirk. So if Boimer <laughs> is like breaking all these rules, yeah. you know, I have to wonder is Kirk is uh, Riker gonna be like, no, it's cool, you're young. Fuck the Federation. Interesting. We have a warship. Or yeah. is he going to be like, no, wait a don't second. Do that. Wait, wait, okay, I got, I got to call this out then. So you're telling me Riker, because I'm not a Star Trek nerd, so I don't know. Riker was more Mariner back then. Not, not to that level. Okay. But he was definitely like, he definitely did things. You know, if you go back and watch the ne- next generation, definitely like as an adult and you've got more like, these are the rights and the wrongs of the world. Yeah. You'll definitely go back and watch a couple episodes and be like, Riker is fucking insane. Like, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Like, wait a second. Yeah. So he's fucking insane, and they gave him the most powerful warship in the fleet? Yes. What I the mean, fuck? He was on the Enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> Christian, you saw, you, Christian, you saw Star Trek for the, the whale one. Yeah. You've seen how dumb the Federation <laughs> is. I mean, this shouldn't surprise you. The Federation is basically like, I don't know if Gene Ronberry, when he originally came up with the idea of this Federation, Starfleet and all this, was the idea to basically mimic and like make fun of like things like the UN because the UN is a great, or the Federation is a great representation of what the UN is currently, where it's like, we will turn the blind eye if the end results... Hmm. Get us what we want, right? But they don't actually do anything anyway. I the mean, UN, the UN, that is. Yeah, I mean, and the Federation to a degree, they, can't do they don't really do anything either. They are collective of all of these planets, and they only maintain. What do you mean? That, don't they? They only make. They only where no man has on, gone before. They only really maintain <laughs> peace as more people join their collective cult, yeah. right? Or their cult. It's basically join our cult, or we have these borders, and we have these ongoing fights, like the Klingons and the Federation. They d- did not become friends until the Klingons were like, you know what? It's cool. We'll give up our, our like self-whatever and become part of your federation. And then the war stopped. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, there's also, there's also the fact you see a shift with our main characters in Lower Decks, right? Mariner talking to her mother at the end of the episode. Sure. Like, and you see it at the beginning of the episode, too. Like, you know, the federation is so strict and you know, culty-like 
that they just think like, oh yeah, we go to a planet and they're going to do the right thing and we never have right. to check in again. Right. So it, it, <laughs> it, what's interesting about like new Trek, as we'll call it, right? The new generation of Trek you see in Discovery, Picard, and now Lower Decks is this idea that the Federation isn't as pristine and quote unquote good as we thought it was, right? In Picard, he has hu- you know, there's huge issues with the Federation. You've seen that in Lower Decks. You see that in Discovery uh, as well. So hmm. it's almost like they're trying to kind of, within their the new Star Trek universe, that like the Federation may be quote-unquote good. Or has good intentions. Uh, good intentions, but like any organization, there's a lot of cracks, and it's not necessarily as like wholly good and everything... Um, you know, that, that they make it out to be. So I'm kind of fascinated to see, going back to the original question of what do I want to see in season two, kind of more of that the Federation isn't isn't the do-all, end-all um, that is quote-unquote good. And that's actually what's interesting about Discovery season three, right? We're going into the far-flung future where the Federation is potentially, as is probably gone at that point. And so it's going to be interesting to get insight in that show of like where the Federation Potentially went wrong. Became the new and how that's going to yeah, and how that will influence you know how that will kind of influence these shows. It's an empire, and I'm curious. I'm curious to see how like do we? I think it was suggested how far in the future they've gone. We know the furthest. um, We know of one particular timeline from the Enterprise series. How far in the future that is like history, which is the um, Sphere Builders Mm. fighting the Zindi and the Federation, and there's the Enterprise. I want to say it was the F or maybe the G. And it's something like, I think it's like a thousand years potentially in the future. Right. Which in itself is kind of weird because why would an Enterprise last that fucking long? They like they crash these ships like like Candy Crush, you know? That's the best. Candy Crush? That's the best. Also, I did, like, I did like the joke at the end of the episode where it's like, <laughs> I, want, I want the ship the exact same, but, but you know, mostly. Mostly exactly the same. Yeah, you know, yeah. No, almost nothing, exactly the same. Almost exactly the same. Because <laughs> like, that's how they upgrade every, every ship or whatever. I've never been one to, like, have a desire to collect, like, the Star, Star Trek ships. Mm. Because there are so many. There's so many variants. Like, Kirk's original Enterprise ship, I think there's something like, Three or four variants right now. For whatever reason, the Cerritos, I would I would be cool like having a model of that ship. How come there's no Lego Star Trek partnership? Asks Paramount and CBS and whoever Viacom. And probably the Roddenberry family, right? Like it's probably their say at the end. Yeah, in it terms of is maybe 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 though there's like a there's a thing where Star Trek and Star Wars cannot share the same medium. That that's ever. Not, sh- I don't know. That might be ever. true because you don't see any Hasbro Star Trek toys. Boom. They so can't that share. might be a thing. I bet it's a thing. Well, and well, it's kind of on a tangent, isn't there a guy who did like a YouTube video where he made his entire garage into a, a bridge yes. on one of the starships? Yeah, wait, he did this, I think, during quarantine. His yeah, quarantine yeah. project it's really cool. was to turn like, which th- this is kind of, this actually is a little scary actually because that quarantine project was two months. So quarantine yeah. started around March. Mm-hmm. He finished, I think, in May, June. Mm-hmm. And we're still in quarantine. So... What else has he done? Has he turned? The, has he figured out how to like turn his entire house into? Because that, that would be cool. Be that is both really cool and also a little depressing. Why? Like Why? what people? He can, can make achieve? that into a museum. Like no, no, that people no, 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 visit. No, 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 depressing for us. As in, what sh- some certain people have achieved. Yeah. And then I look at myself. I'm like, what have I done? You grew a mustache. I've grown a mustache. I've. Uh, you hit a hundred episodes on a podcast. Not a lot of people can say that. Uh, you might be surprised when I start. You know, <laughs> when when I on my resume, I'm gonna put under like achievements. 
podcast, 100 episodes. I think, and I think about uh, over a fifth, almost a quarter of our episodes have come during quarantine. Yeah, we've we've certainly upped our production and ter- or our output of podcast episodes um, and everything. So, so here, Key, let me pat you on the back. Thank you. I need that. Even though you had nothing to do with exactly most of it. I mean, I mean, <laughs> me personally, what have I done? I don't. I, I, Chris just the only person to appear in all 100 episodes. That's Am true, really? actually. That's actually true. Yeah, because yeah, Ravi missed one, and I think I've missed two. Well, you're a loser. That's Thank why you. you're the one who will not be named. You don't care about this podcast. Anyway, we're going off the tracks here, so I'm going to bring it back. Uh, I think we can all say... No, it was bad. That Star Trek Lower Decks season finale was good? Yeah. Was it the best episode of the season? Ooh. Yes, definitely. Because the amount of Easter eggs, I just loved. I don't know. The... What I really enjoyed about the show is that every episode felt quite distinct. Um, you know, there was like the, none of the plots felt stale to me or reused. I mean, obviously, it's you should hopefully that doesn't happen within a season of a show, right? Yes. Um, but there were like a lot of classic episodes, like Badgie. Uh, Badgie, Badgie is one that like sticks out. The dog. Uh, the dog one. <laughs> every episode had something about it which felt really distinct. So was this the best one? I don't know. Because they were all really. <laughs> I, don't good. I don't know. I don't know. I, I did. I really liked the action and how they yes. did the action sequences in this. And it, the animation was really it's some cool. of the best action you've ever seen in Star Trek. Um, <laughs> it almost makes me. It almost makes me question, especially because they're doing so many Star Trek spinoffs. If uh, if they're going to do a spinoff with Riker and Troy on the Titan in an animated form, like with this Star Trek warship, and they can kind of make it goofy and also actiony with with animation. Um, do you think Riker is a MAGA supporter? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> really? Does he was he a Lord Lord guy? I don't want to think about that. Anyway, wait one last one last yep. question. Uh, so we got we got three I think classic Trek characters in this season. We got Q, Riker, and Troy. Who do Who's you Troy? Got? That's Riker's wife. And oh, oh that's she's the empath. Right. Okay. She was the one that was to uh, the number one on the Cerritos. Right. You've got clearly issues. Right. Uh, so my real question, so my question is, wh- of you know, who do you want to see from other Trek episodes, other classic Trek oh. series and movies in season two? Um, Kirk. <laughs> he's no. dead. He's dead. He's dead so, so, okay, that means, that means, uh, as far as I can tell in Star Trek, means absolutely nothing. Actually, this is a really good segue. Janeway and uh, Katie Mul- Mul- Mulgo? Mulgrow? Mulligan? 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 Uh, <laughs> so the actress that plays... Yeah. Um, Catherine Janeway from Star Trek Voyager, she did a conference or call or Skype call, a Zoom call for uh, New York Comic Con, which is ongoing currently. And it's confirmed that she's going to be reprising her role as Captain Janeway in the Nickelodeon CBS uh, Star Trek series Progeny. So, and that's an animated show. Mm-hmm. So, naturally, I expect her to also be in season two of Lower Decks. Nice. And I, I and I, I would hope that she's. It's just an episode, and it's basically her being like, everything you do is nothing compared to what I did. Well, nice. she's an admiral at this point, right? Right, but I want her to still be. Wait a minute! Everything many, you do sucks. How many admirals are there in the Federation? How many admirals are there in the United States Army? I have no idea. Why uh, would you ask zero? Me? Because an admiral is someone for the navy. In the navy, yeah. So, Trick <laughs> question. Uh, one other question. Uh, one other thing. Uh, I want to see the Cisco uh, appear in an episode. He's dead. <laughs> So what? Didn't he ascend? 
Yeah. So then he could come back, right? I guess as a force. I mean, goes. the most logical character to me is going to be Picard in the Enterprise. No, boring. Boo. It's going to happen. Boo. Too you, much Picard. You had the Titan, and then now you're going to have Picard with the Enterprise in that time frame kind of a You know who I want to see? I want to see the marine biologist uh, from Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home, appear in an episode just so they can kill her. Christian, real quick. You made me watch Kirk, that piece of shit. Kirk's time. I don't care. It's time travel. Roughly 100 to 150 years okay, later. Okay. Like With before. all the things that you've told me about. Sure. Time travel. Yes. Ascension. Uh, Holodex. Holodex. <laughs> um, uh, you know, what other crazy alien, you know, the prophets and all this, this shit. Okay. Being dead means nothing. Nothing. There's an episode Spock. where Mariner Holodex into Deep Space Nine. <laughs> yes. Yes. How meta would that get? What if Cisco is like her great, great, great grandfather? I don't know the time. I kind of hope, but. this is what I really hope for, that they decide, hey, we can do whatever we want. And, you know, they've already shown that where in this episode they throwed, they did a throwback to TOS, the animated series. So when uh, they're the looking. Yeah, the Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when they're looking at a data pad, there's a, a screen grab, and it's actually a clip from the original animated show. So my theory is, why couldn't they do a holodeck episode where they upgrade the holodeck and they just use footage from any of the Star Trek series that they have? <laughs> or, 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 hear this one. Hear that this would one. be hilarious. No, this is like cartoon characters. This, this, this is how meta you make it, right? <laughs> Bormler gets demoted from the tie and goes back onto the Cerritos. He's missing Riker and everything. So he makes a simulation of him watching Riker on the holodeck of the Enterprise. In the original, like in uh, Star Trek Enterprise, what so it's an animated fuck? version of the series finale of the Enterprise with Boimler watching it. That's hilarious. That's great. Anyway, we're gonna move on before we get <laughs> too 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 crazy here. Uh, let's touch really quick before we wrap with our star our Spider Man news. Lovecraft Country episode eight. Uh, premiered obviously a couple days ago. We got episode nine. Two more episodes left for this season. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, episode eight. What did we think? Um, Crazy. Let's try and stay away from the probably the best duo Halloween costume. You know, stay away from it. Yeah, let's not talk just about that. Let's talk oh, about oh, other oh. things yeah, yeah, besides yeah. the the curse chasing. Um, God damn! I want to learn that. Do- the those format dance of the show. I mean, I, you know, I. This is the best thing HBO's done since Watchmen, right? And it Which almost, wasn't that long ago. Yeah, I mean, that's true. <laughs> you, make it, like, you make it sound like Watchmen came out like 20 years ago. Well, no, it's funny, right? Everyone, every, when everyone thinks of HBO, they obviously think of Game of Thrones, right? Yeah. But Game of Thrones, at the end, sucked. Yeah. Uh, and uh, really, since, since Game of Thrones, HBO has put out some really good programming. Watchmen, Chernobyl, and now Lovecraft. And a few uh, other things that we don't watch. Yeah, exactly. Which, which gets uh, uh, right. Wait, stuff. was Game of, Game of Thrones wasn't this year? Was it? It was last year. Last year. Yeah, it was last year. It, okay. was, la- it was last year. Yeah, May nineteenth, twenty nineteen. Okay. Yeah. So <sighs> about to have a heart attack. So um, with so with Lovecraft, it almost you know this episode felt like the setup to now the ending. Like we're 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 getting into the the Avengers Endgame now. <laughs> In terms of we're kind of setting up our characters, and you can kind of see that end path, and that's what this episode felt like to me. Mm. Uh, a lot of a lot more world building on top of world building, um, and then putting our characters on a trajectory to kind of crash, collide, <laughs> <laughs> and collapse. Go smush smush. 
But that's your that's your take. Smush smush. Go smush smush. Oh, my turn. Okay. No, I mean that was a, that was a lot happening in this episode. Like like there always is. There's always some crazy shit going. What on. would we? What would you say is like the one thing that st- um, stood out the most to you? Uh, Braithwaite um, having sex with uh, what's her name? Ruby. Uh, but you know her skin falling off as it's happening as as the white woman and then. The skin falling off. I mean, that was disgusting as fuck. <laughs> Christian has a recurring theme here. He's, he said he wants. I'm to, just. You he wants to see, hor- to he wants to see a horny episode <laughs> for Star Trek. He talks about. He talks about sex with skin falling off. You at, no. The question was what stood out to me. That was. It was. It was. Uh, that was. That was the most. I just think it's again another visceral. To me, it's telling that that is what stood out to you. Yeah. What? We didn't stood out to you guys. That you like. You looked at that. and You're like, oh, I'm bored. No. I still, I'll say this: They are still doing an amazing job with their visual effects. If yeah. they don't win the Emmy for best visual effects on a TV show, on the TV show, the, the Emmy's already happened. Well, next next season. Yeah, that's true. If they don't win for that, or if they, if HBO does not nominate them, then well, I don't know what the what the hell they're doing because uh, consistently, you know, the visuals that we see, the art direction that we see, is just always kind of. Uh, memorable. It also it always stands out. It makes you want to puke a little bit. Makes you want to puke a little bit. It never it never is kind of we did this for the sake of just doing it. They there's always like a reason behind it, and it always stands out. And just looks really really good. You know, even the simple um, flyover shots of Chicago or the dolly shots, the crane shots of a Chicago street. They look fan fucking tastic. They it's always you know on on point there. I would say the one thing that stood out. For me, and this is just to gloat, I called it Titus went to the future. And guess what? He went tick? to the future. Not Titus. Not Titus. Atticus. Atticus. Tick. Yeah, Atticus. Atticus the, went. Titus. Titus Braithwaite is the asshole. Who, is the guy who's dead. Yes. Well, yeah. that we think is dead. Hey, I'm making my next prediction. <laughs> Titus is alive. He's in the future. <laughs> yeah, it's uh. called The Sixth Day, and he's making clones of himself with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Nice, nice. But, I mean... So to kind of speak about that, right? So now we find out the book is by George Freeman, not Uncle George, but George Freeman, his son. Yeah, um, he's gonna be a dad. However, there, you know, they talked about details being different in the book and everything. Mm-hmm. So do we think Tick went to the future or went to a possible future? I think it's 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 tricky because that book you could argue is a is a biography, right? Mm. But even with like autobiographies or true real life biographies that's never the you know black and white it's all sometimes it, you know the the stories is shifted a little things are omitted for whatever reason so i don't know if we are we based on the fact that it's not exactly the same means that mm, it's not the direct future or to parallel future or this or that it's a great point um what is it i was i was watching empire strikes back and uh yoda said it best uh, future is always in motion. Uncertain of the future, we cannot be. Something like that. Uh, Sounds like Star Wars is doing time travel. <laughs> they've been doing time travel. <laughs> what? Um, but yeah, I think it's one of those situations where I I don't think it's the, this is what's going to happen. Same with the vision that um, uh, Gia had about Tick. I don't know if that necessarily is the, that is his death or if it's going to be his death and then he's reborn, we just don't know. Also, Gia appeared in this episode. Yeah. Uh, and then she disappeared. <laughs> no, she didn't disappear, right? They just didn't go back to her? Well, they're like, get out. And then 
I she guess, left. And she just looks I sad. guess she leaves? Yeah. Or, she's no, probably she's hanging around, around town yeah. somewhere. For sure. I mean, the big thing, I think the thing that's obvious is she's clearly in love with Tick. I mean. And we know exactly what she is now, right? Uh, she says she's a foxtail we, we knew we, that, we knew that before. We did? Yeah, yeah, that's what they talk about, that she's the de- that, that spirit. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Christian, did you watch the episode? A lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. I watched it. Hey, what was your favorite part? <laughs> um, oh, uh, the, the sex uh, with the skin falling off. <laughs> That was not my favorite part. No, no, the part. sex with the uh, the heads exploding. Oh, my God. No, my favorite part, and I think this is easy, is the two creepy the two creepy girls that are chasing after. Is it her name Diana? Yes. Uh, the two, the curse, basically, right? Yeah. The two from, um, is the, the characters from the book? Yes. Uh, what's the name? Uh, Uncle Tom's Cabin? Yeah. 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 Uh, but they're like creepy versions. They're like, you know, these dancing they're devil children. maniac versions. Yeah. I think what worked with them was... How the the two actresses portrayed those characters was great, but also I think the biggest thing was the sound design and the music. Um, anytime you would see them, you <laughs> would hear a low buildup in the background, yeah. yeah, and then it would just kind of go all hell would break loose, and it just it, it that to me is what gave me the goosebumps and the creep factor. And I watched this in broad daylight, and I I had to get more lighting because I was afraid that these. Creepy. They're just gonna follow you. Fo- yeah, I thought that, and then how, I realized it was my cat. How about Montrose, like absolutely screwing Diana over by trying to hug her, and like that's how she gets cursed by these things because he like held her down, and that's when they're able to like scratch Cutter, into yeah. her. Yeah, that was uh, creepy. That was that was that was another really well done visual effect that like they had it, and then they just had the arm kind of kind of yeah. spew out and everything. Yes. Uh, yeah. Also, um, Ruby revealed to Letty that she knows everything. Yep. Yeah. Um, she's like, I know magic. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was the best part. And Letty's just like, what? Okay. And she's like, and, she's like, and, then, and then Ruby's like, yeah, I know magic. She's like, I got magic of my own. I can change myself into a white woman. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah, yeah, but she doesn't like so like, I can change myself into a white woman. You know? It's like so, like what a reveal. Um, I, I, another part that really stood out was uh, Christina. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I, I don't know if it, actually maybe you guys can help me out here. Was she testing a vulnerability and vulnerability spell because she chooses to die, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and she chooses to die in the way that Emmett Emmett Till, uh, which is the, which by the way was called out in episode two or three. Yeah, it was predicted, right, that he was going to die uh, when they're doing the Ouija board. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, the uh, allegedly the Sorry. spirit of George Freeman was like Emmett Till's going to die. Right, so. And we, and we knew that was a historical figure, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we, we, you know, if you know your history and you saw Emmett in that episode, two and two together, you yeah. knew he's a dead, he's, he's, a, he's, he's a, dead, die, he's a dead man. Yeah. yeah. Um. So it was interesting that Christina chooses to die in that way, especially because, and that's probably stems from the fact that Ruby was like, "You, you don't, don't you don't feel, you don't yeah. feel, like, you don't empathize with <clears> us," <throat> and, and Christina straight up says, "Like, no, I don't." Um, so do you think she's lying when she says that? Or no, I don't think she okay. is. But I thought it was interesting that she chose to do it that way. I think it's almost like it's almost like a, like a narcissistic. Like, I can put myself through that same pain, right? And that's how she, she decides to test it out, right? Yeah, the resurrection. Um, it, what was that? Was, that a, what, was it an invulnerability spell? Where did that come from? So Why is she still alive? So she has a resurrection spell. She has that spell. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Because doesn't she tell Tick that earlier in the season? I, I'm not sure. Um, I don't remember. But she doesn't have the... I get, I get hung up on the, um, the yeah. sex with the skin falling off. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, of course you do. <laughs> you just... Yeah, right, right. <sighs> well, anyway, um, but we know her end game is she wants invincibility. That's the spell that she wants. That's what they reference in the book that she's going to sacrifice. So she doesn't have for. that right now. That's what I'm confused about. So I, I guess she has to because she I'm, she casts something before they start beating her up. Okay. She says something under her her breath. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then that's when she turns around. They punch her and they do everything. That so basically, she wants immortality without having to work for it. Like have to say a spell every five seconds. Maybe because she also has the she also has that protection. She has the same scar, right? The protection spell that she gave Letty. Because remember, she gives Letty that protection, and she has that invisible bubble when the police attack the uh, house. Yeah, that's she shooting stands the up, and the bullets are yeah. going bouncing off her. Oh. She has that little scar right. on her like stomach. That's right. Um, so I don't know if that's what she has because it doesn't work the same way. It doesn't. So maybe she took that down so they could actually attack her because mm. there's no bubble. And then she gets resurrected. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, how magic that's that's works. what that's what I'm a little. I'm <laughs> what a little you lost don't know it. how magic works, <laughs> <laughs> you loser. Say what? Uh, okay, here. So moving along here, do we have any kind of predictions for the last two? I mean, yes. My simple prediction is I'm sure something will be like what the fuck. Yeah, there'll be a lot more what the fuck moments. I, I th- thought I thought Montrose was gonna die. Yeah, this episode because when they were doing the spell, he's like, you know, I'll do this for you. Oh, that's and then I, I thought, I thought, like, when I'm dyslexic, boy. Since when? Since I was a child. It was great. Since I was a boy. That was good shit. And uh, and I thought he was going to die there because you know you need like the human sacrifice. They talked about all you know, or you know, there's you know, you need to give something for a spell. So I thought that was kind of going to be it. Uh, then the sp- they thought the spell obviously doesn't work, and then. Oh, it works. And then when Tick was getting shot, I was like, wow, are they going to kill Tick two episodes before the finale and like really change things up? I was like, that'd be kind of cool. But then you have the uh, our, our our good friends from episode one, the vampire dog beast. Is ride. it called a Shoggoth? Shug- yeah, I wrote down the name in the outline. Shoggoth. Shoggoth, I think. Just kind of <laughs> brilliantly come out of the ground and kill Everything. Kill yeah. a bunch did of it, racists. Did it kill the? Uh, did it kill the police chief? I think. I think so. Yeah. Exactly. I think you see his body go flying, and it's biting into his neck, and it rips yeah. his arm off. He okay. definitely loses an arm. Okay, I wasn't so. sure. Like, I wouldn't be shocked though if tell. he's not dead. Either. Yeah, I couldn't tell if it, if he escaped or he was one of the victims. Mm. Um, so, I guess we'll see. Yeah, we will find out. Uh, okay, then. So let's move into our last topic here. Uh, and as always, we do these podcasts live on twitch.tv slash was it good. So you can always jump in and give us your comments and we will laugh and snicker at them. <laughs> no, we'll interact with you. We'll be your friend. Um, but to close this out here, a interesting announcement was made by, I believe, Variety Dr- or is it Hollywood Reporter? One, one of those. One of the two black and white. journalists. We don't need to cite our sources. Yeah, we don't, actually. <laughs> we found it on the internet. We're breaking it. Anyway, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, who is most famously known. Oxford University. Is most famously known in the Marvel Cinematic Universe as Doctor Strange, has uh, <laughs> officially been uh, signed on to a Spider-Man 3 with Tom Holland, Jamie Foxx. Uh, um, what's his name as the director? Sam Raimi? No, Mark no. Webb. Mark Definitely. Webb. Right? Isn't that funny? His last name's Webb. Oh, it's perfect. That's why they put they picked. That's why I trust him. The two Bs. Two Bs. Yeah. Two Bs. Uh, otherwise, it would just be Webb. <laughs> anyway, um, so Doctor Strange is an interesting casting choice for Spider-Man Three. Uh, Jamie Foxx's Electro is also an uh, an interesting casting choice. 
And it's got the internet abuzz talking a potential, are we going to see a Spideyverse? And for those listening, watching, uh, Spideyverse in the Spider-Man comics is basically the multiverse. The idea that there are multiple different versions of Peter Parker or Spider-Man running around and there are different... I guess you could say official MCU um, view of this with, what was it, Into the Spider-Verse? The animated film? The animated film. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was our first kind of take on that. We know that WandaVision is going to be looking potentially at a multiverse type thing. They're going to be doing the House of M M M uh, arc in the comics where she basically breaks the multiverse. She breaks it? Yes. Essentially, you know, it's kind of the similar thing. Like, she tries to. Uh, at least in the MCU version, she's basically trying to resurrect Vision and like live a happily ever after with him, and that's going to cause <laughs> issues. <laughs> things go multiverse, and things go and that's gonna. Wrong. So essentially, you know what they're kind of making is they It seems like WandaVision, Loki, Doctor Strange, and now Spider-Man Three are also are all going to be very tightly wound together, and almost like you have to watch all of these. To understand the other, because they're I'm okay they're that. doing this kind of multiverse they're doing this multiverse arc, um, which is I assume is going to start with WandaVision because that's going to be the first thing that comes out of those four, where basically the multiverse is going to break, and that's going to have that's going to have implications on Spider Man, on Doctor Strange, um, and potentially Loki too. So here's the, here's my thinking how it's going to work. We know there's a version of Loki now that was freed in Avengers Endgame who escaped after the Battle of New York. That's the Loki we're going to kind of follow in... Who has the Tesseract, right? Who can kind of transport everywhere. Uh, that's the version we're going to kind of watch in Loki. This multiverse madness, he's going to kind of get sucked you know, sucked back in maybe in a proper universe or something. And that's how they bring back a version of Loki. In Spider-Man and Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange being, you know, Time Lord or whatever is, you know, the Wizard Supreme, whatever his stupid name is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> beard. Man. Beard, beard man with cape. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Window washer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, has to kind of fix the, you know, fix these issues as he's kind of the magic master. <laughs> uh, I'm the magic man. <laughs> uh, and then Spider-Man's going to get involved because, you know, everybody... <laughs> Understand Spider-Man. I'm just Spider-Man's gonna get involved because he's he's got nothing better. He's in New York. They, you know, they've already introduced (laughs) different characters. He's their most popular property. Sony has a multiverse. Sony's like, "Uh, I'm sorry, we made this parallel universe. Can we incorporate into the MCU? Now they're like, I guess, sure. We'll bring in Jamie Fox. We'll bring in, you know, Tobey Maguire's. There's a strong rumor that Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man will appear in Doctor Strange. So now we're just combining it all together. And, like, hoping it's all going to work. But here's the issue. There's so much hype for it already. <laughs> there's so much There's so much invested in Spider-Verse. Is there really hype, though? There's a ton of hype. People are really People excited. People are talking about, about it, but do you really get the same I, level of hype I, as other I, things? I, 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 I don't. I look at it like this, because what's interesting with social media and how people's brains work is something is dropped... And you start over here, but then you end up all the way over there. Yeah. And if you see that pattern repeat enough times, you can draw the conclusion that people seem to care. And when Jamie Foxx's news broke, yeah. we ended up over at the Spideyverse all of a sudden. Yep. When the Doctor <laughs> Strange news broke, we ended back up at the Spideyverse. When there was some weird 
I, I want to say it was a casting call or something weird with Tobey Maguire. Somebody drew conclusion and threw it all the way to the Spider-Verse I mean, again. I mean, Sam Raimi being confirmed as the director of Doctor yeah. Strange, people were like, he's got to bring back Tobey Maguire. Spider-Verse. <laughs> you know? It's just and, like, and it keeps all, going back. And it's almost like, what, you know, was it the chicken or the egg first, <laughs> right? Like, did did Marvel like be like, yeah, we're going to bring back Tobey Maguire? Or is there so much internet... Is there hype. so much speculation? And they're just and like, they're like, "Fuck, we got to bring it back." Toby or some some producers like, you know what? That's a here's, good idea. Yeah. Here, here's <laughs> my here's here's my honest, truthful thought and how this happened, and it goes back to a a series that Arjuna used to be a huge fan of, the no. CW Arrowverse. Oh some EP, some person within the Marvel grouping has a a kid. I'm gonna assume it's a kid that was also very into the Arrowverse. And watched along with this kid until they hit their big crisis thing. And then happened to be working and looked over the TV and saw a bunch of Flashes, the Flash character, two different versions. And was like, Eureka, I got it. What if there were multiple Spider-Men? And then they thought they had this original idea and that's how the Spider-Verse got kicked back into existence. Mm. Um, uh, Matter says the Endgame introduced the multiverse. They had it planned from when they wrote that. Uh, I wouldn't say they had it planned you're right it is you know the multiverse is definitely introduced in endgame and time travel and a lot of elements that are going to be involved in phase four but i i think you know from from how we've heard how the mcu kind of works i think it's like we have the element now now we can kind of figure out what to do with it i don't think kevin feige's admitted there's not like a strict plan you know it's kind of a fluid plan on how these movies work and maybe that's why they work. Because I think if you too tightly wind to like X, Y, and Z has to happen in all these movies, it's more like this has to somehow be accomplished in this set of movies. Um, so I wouldn't say it's necessarily... They didn't plan Jamie Foxx to be in Spider-Man 3 when Endgame sure? came out. Yes. What about <laughs> when Age of Ultron came out? They're like, you know what? In about seven years... Jamie Foxx <laughs> from Age of Ultron <laughs> and Age of Ultron. Someone was just sitting there being like, Jamie Foxx, he's the one. I think the multiverse is the natural next step. You know, our comments are also saying, yeah, it, the focus would be on the multiverse. And I think, yeah, sure. that makes complete sense. Absolutely. Um, you know, to kind of close this, this discussion out and kind of bring it back to the real world for a second. Because, you know, I don't know if you are aware of this. Everything that happens in the MCU is made up and doesn't really matter. But what? So something, something that popped in my head. When and this goes back also to like Star Trek. When Star Trek came out and about, there was these ideas of like everyone is unified. We as a society are still working on how to have equality across the board. Um, but there were also like science things and ideas about teleporters and warp drives and traveling faster than light. More recently, I would say that the idea of a multiverse has become more pop culture mainstream and is a kind of an ex- is an accepted writing tool, right, to tell a story. Do we think... Well, it's a legitimate theory in the science. Yeah, it's a legitimate theory. But do we think, though, is there hope and is there curiosity with the youngsters and the next generation that's watching, consuming this content, that maybe someone out there is going to eventually figure out how to prove this? Oh, absolutely. And then we will finally get a real multiverse. It's not a... It's not a... a, Oh, I'm not done. And then (laughs) we can start replacing each of us from other was it good podcasts in the other multiverse? Versions? Yes. So I, 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 I may almost Australian <laughs> 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 Oh 
I'm a version of me with hair. You know, <laughs> yeah. obviously. And I'm like, the bald one. Yeah, so, you're the so, bald so one. To bring it, so to bring it back to the Arrowverse, which you mentioned, the, one of the shows in there called The Flash has done this with a specific character, Harrison Wells. Flash? Oh. They do, it, they do a different version of the character. Every and season. They, every season. And they, like, you know, one season they had a French version. One season they, like, they had, a, uh, like, an investigator. You know, then another season they had an archaeologist. Did that work? Uh, you know, a lot of people liked it, but I thought it was kind of lame. I thought it was kind of stupid. So like it fit it, in with the show then, because the show was lame and stupid. <laughs> yes. Mm. There, you go. there you go. The show was lame <laughs> and stupid. <laughs> Christian's <laughs> official thoughts on that. Yes. Uh, I just always find it funny to you about the multiverse thing, about especially how Disney and Warner Brothers kind of l- compete, right? Um, I think <laughs> we talked about, to do we talked about this a few a few weeks ago. You know. When you know Captain America: Civil War and like Batman v Superman, I believe those both came out in 2016. So they knew, like each studio knew, like oh, we're gonna do kind of like you know hero versus hero type of thing. Um, and then you know Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel, oh, the, the female-led superhero movie. Uh, and then like, uh, and I think even with this, right, Flashpoint, and now like Doctor Strange, you know, multiverse madness type of stuff. I always just find it funny how companies love to compete like that, and they're just like, "Oh, we gotta get it out first, or we gotta do this first. Yeah, like on the big screen or whatever. Even though there well, really that, well, is no longer a big screen. That's but why you that's don't want just that's that, not just movies, all right? It's like all companies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. why you don't want yeah. monopolies. Monopolies are bad unless even you're though, playing the game. Even though we're getting strangely close to them, some would argue we're already there. Yeah, we're at the singularity point. Yeah, that's we're in. The, we're in the end game. game. There we go. Fuck. There we go. And with that, I think we're going to close out this podcast. Guys, thanks for joining me. It's been fun. I just want to point out real quick, um, <laughs> I finished the show Dark. Oh, nice. Best time travel thing by far. It's not even close. And one of the best shows ever made. I already said all that. Uh, and <laughs> my favorite show ever. Did we, did we say if we thought the Star Trek and Lovecraft were good or not? I think it's fairly obvious. Um, yeah, we said but Star they Trek were both good. good. Yes. The end. I, uh, they were not, neither of them were good. Get yeah, out. That's, that's not how that works. Leave. Thank you again. Um, apologies. We were supposed to be live on Tuesday, but somebody um, did something that caused us to have to clean up everything. And I flooded my toilet, and then it seeped into this room here, and... Uh, it was wet. We haven't cleaned it up. I'm kidding. Uh, but we will be back. <laughs> Just see a trip. You see a trip. <laughs> we will be back next week, either Monday or Tuesday, to discuss uh, Lovecraft Country, Episode 9, and any other kind of news that breaks between now and then. Uh, as always, you can find us on Twitter at Was It Good, on twitch.tv slash Was It Good, and then also on Instagram, Was It Good BTM. And that's all I have to say. Goodbye. Uh.